Hey, it's Tardy the Party, Bill and Daniel. If you're going to fill our pop culture shows with various pieces of media, we missed the first time around. This time we didn't miss the first time around. Well, I might have missed it the first time around. I saw yeah, it eventually. You, you, this is, yeah, this but, is your pick. Well, I gave you a choice. I yeah. said you could have uh, a fever dream or a nice little... Uh, a nice comedy. little pastoral walk through the garden. A nice little western comedy, and you said, "Give me that fever dream. I want some nightmares." And I think you chose, I, yeah. <laughs> you picked the Adventures of Mark Twain by Will Vinton Studios. I think in our conversation, I even explicitly said, "Like, I'm sure that the uh, the the Support. other thing we we're gonna pick, I was gonna, like, I was like, okay, I'm sure that's gonna be better, and I'm sure like what like the the Adventures of Tom. No, it's not even the Adventures of Tom Sawyer. It's the Adventures of Mark Twain. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's gonna be worse, but it's probably gonna be more interesting to talk about. Not just yeah. because it's bad, but like." If you've ever seen clips or anything from this movie, you'll recognize and realize it's kind of a waking nightmare. And <laughs> just that alone, even regardless of the quality of the storytelling or anything like that, just the quality of like the animation and character design of this movie is kind of horrifying. And that's mm-hmm. not even getting to the parts of this movie that I guess are famous with people when they talk about this movie. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess very specifically one part that like I guess is internet famous or... T- at least according yeah, to some enough. people, if you talk to the right dipshits online, they're like, this part scarred my childhood for life, and it's I, famous I watched, all over the world. Yeah. I watched it as a little kid. It didn't scar me. So did you see this whole thing as a kid, or did you just catch bits and pieces? I think I, I'm pretty sure I saw the whole thing. We, My family liked Will Vinton a lot, because he was yeah. a local boy. So. Oh, yeah, that's right, because I forgot that you're from actually from the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Yeah, so my old, like I mentioned on our... Uh, Return to Oz podcast. My sister got to tour his studios when she was a teenager. Oh, and I was, right. Got super jelly. When would that have been like the late eighties, early nineties? Yeah, somewhere right around there. Because it doesn't sound like a studio was around for a hell of a lot longer after. Well, this is like nineteen eighty five, nineteen eighty six. But it mm-hmm. doesn't sound like a studio was around for. It may have lasted to the end of the nineties, but not much longer than that. Which doesn't sound that far ago, but that's twenty years ago. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Uh, we should also just just explain, just in case we, we never know when people are jumping into the, these podcasts or anything like that. But mm. the only reason we're talking about something that we, that one of us has already kind of seen before is this is the end of Marvelous May, because at the end of <laughs> awful April, uh, we've fallen into this thing where we reward ourselves by kind of talking about something we have seen before, but that we want to revisit. And so this is the last one for this yeah. year's 2019s. For- uh, Marvelous May, so yeah. For me, it's more... It's, I've picked this because I've... I've- I, it's a, something you talk about with other people, but it's ne- you never talk about the whole thing. You just talk about a couple segments, and yeah. you basically say, "What was up with that?" And they say, "Yeah, I don't know. That was weird." And that's yeah, the extent not- of the conversation of this. Yeah, and nine times out of ten, if people are talking about Will Vinton, they're either talking about California Raisins, maybe Return to Oz, if they saw enough of it to see the the Gnome King, or they're talking about, "Oh my God, did you ever see clips?" from that one claymation thing that I think he did that's a fucking nightmare and they're talking about this movie. And it's, yeah. they flip a coin and they, you're not quite sure if they're talking about the actual scary part of this movie or everything else in this movie. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I guess this is Will Vinton. I should have checked to see the timeline to see. I'm assuming this must have been either right before or right after uh, California Raisins because California Raisins got big around 1985, 1986. Yeah. Um, I guess this was... the. the 
Uh, so the Adventures of uh, Mark Twain, I guess, took three and a half years to make and was finished in 1984, but they kept it on a shelf uh, until 1986, so the, its release could coincide with uh, Haley's Comet coming back in 1986. So that means they must have started to work on this in like 1982-1983. So I guess mm-hmm. this really would have been before California Raisins. And I'm wondering how the, the hell he got financing for this if the, he didn't have like the California Raisins under his yeah. belt yet. The, I mean, the California Raisins first appeared in 1986, which was oh, yeah, when, it, okay. when it was released, but they were making this in 1984. So Yeah, so, yeah, so this is... And I guess this did not make enough money, because, like, one of the few two or three bits of trivia you can ever find about this movie. This is the first and last movie ever released in copyright, trademark, sign, claymation. This is actual mm-hmm. claymation. Lots yeah. of people... Uh, because of Will Vinton, mostly because of the California Raisins, they just assume anything stop motion is claymation. And no, only Will Vinton... I mean, other people did clay stop motion animation, but Will Vinton was the big one who popularized it in the mid-80s, and and as a result of that, everyone thinks that, like, the Adat Walkers from The Empire Strikes Back are claymation, or The Nightmare Before Christmas are claymation. I was like, no, it's not clay. It's like little puppets. It's... Yeah. Yeah. They weren't re-sculpting the characters with every frame like they were kind of although i guess they in this week because you sh- <laughs> oh god <laughs> you sent me the world's worst making of well well actually you sent me two clips after we had both watched this yeah. uh this 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 afternoon and two youtube clips do you one you showed me maybe we'll put a link in the show notes but there was like a five, well you get or you could just go to youtube and do a quick uh YouTube search because neither of these things these things are gonna be hard to find. But yeah, one was an actual like four minute behind the scenes documentary, like official documentary behind the scenes of uh, showing how they sculpted all the faces and stuff. And they did one thing I didn't anticipate. I always assumed with claymation you would just resculpt the face every, with every frame, or maybe not mm-hmm. resculpt it from scratch. But, yeah. Uh, but no, I guess they did kind of the same thing that Leica has always done. And like what they were even doing back on the Nightmare Before Christmas, where you have replacement faces. Mm-hmm. Uh, pre-sculpted like replacement like, faces. It seems like, depending on the pose, though, yeah. it, they just cut off the jaw and shit. Yeah, and they they were still, they had to smooth over the seams and stuff, because not the entirety of each face would repl- be replaced with every frame. I kind of wonder if they would have a new face or a big new face part for every major, em- like, mark, emotional mark within the shot. Like, mm-hmm. say you had a, a shot that had to go for on for, like, 48 frames, and then within those two seconds, 48 frames, the character hit three very specific facial gestures, and I wonder if they sculpted uh, those three uh, facial gestures, but in between the, the those gestures, they had to kind of, like, blend the pre-sculpted faces one into the other, or something like that. Yeah. But that's one of the hallmarks of this visual, the visual style of claymation, is that you really can see like the fingers and the clay and you can see the clay melding into each other and stuff like that yeah, you can it, really see the hand of the artist in the work it really looks great and sometimes the faces look too realistic but yeah. they're all ugly they're all so ugly <laughs> uh, you know what one thing that kind of made sense too is one the other little bit of trivia i saw was supposedly they did film live action reference footage for everything in this movie especially the characters faces which makes sense because the characters so often make like very realistic looking uh, faces, like the, yeah. the ge- like the gestures of the faces, like the way someone's eyebrow is raised or their lips are pursed. It's almost photographic, but mm-hmm. they're on these like cartoon heads and even more cartoonish, twisted little dwarf bodies, yeah. which really creates almost like an uncanny valley. You can see the ghost 
of the live-action reference within the clay, but, like, st stuck on, t on top of these cartoon bodies, and it just really creates this kind of ghastly effect that I don't think they meant to accidentally stumble into, but is, is, is inherent in the process. And it's something that you're not going to get if your, your characters are all super cartoony to begin with, but because they're kind of doing almost like caricatured real people, it's just kind of like, Ugh. sometimes. Um, but the quality of the animation is really good. And like I said, the actual, the, the, the subtlety they get in the facial sculpts are, sculpts are really nice. But. Yeah. So, yeah, how did you see this? Was this just on, like, Disney on Channel TV. or something? Or? It was probably on TV at some point. Because <laughs> I've heard people talk about stumbling across this, and I can't imagine. I've seen clips of it online, but yeah, I never saw this back in the day. Um, God, what the hell is the story in this fucking thing? Fuck it, who knows? <laughs> Sudden, sudden, Halley's Comet. What, is Will Vinton just got like a total boner for Mark Twain, I guess? I don't, I don't so even I think, the genesis I th of this movie. How did he I th make this? I think the plot of this is somebody who was obsessed with Mark Twain quotes and wanted to create a movie where things happen that make Mark Twain say a Mark Twain quote. Seriously, it's the big book of Mark tw uh, Mark Twain tweets. And mm -hmm. Witty Bon Mott's. Because I get the, the idea that the movie stops every 10 minutes to kind of like... Ha they'll come up with an excuse to essentially show an excerpt from one of his books. Yeah. But it's so... <laughs> There's no story in this movie. It's like no. if Baron Munchausen, if the entire story of Baron Munchausen was just Baron Munchausen and Sally trying to get to the King of the Moon, and that's the whole story. Nothing else happens, and on the way to the King of the Moon, it's just Baron Munchausen telling stories about other people like that have no effect on the plot. And so... There's no story. This this no. this movie is <laughs> completely dramatically inert. Mm -hmm. uh, but it looks beautiful. But yeah, especially in HD though. But you get to see. Yeah, you were posting about this on Twitter. You get to see all the weird defects and weird things they did to the clay to kind of create special features and like characters will look like just kind of pitted and fucked up and where stubble should be, but they just poked holes Ugh. in the skin, so it just kind of looks Ugh. nasty. They look like the... Was it when people have the Photoshop pictures online of people with, like, the bored worms in their flesh? That's yeah. kind of what it looks It's kind of that... In HD, that's what it kind of looks like a little bit. And... Yeah. It's it's a mess, but... It's a fascinating it's a watch mess. It's a watchable mess. Yeah. I would argue it's... It's it's check your phoneable mess. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. <laughs> gotta check, gotta check Twitter. Actually, I shouldn't say that. No, there's been a. Uh, when it got to like the like the thirtieth minute of Adam and Eve stuff, that's when I kind of mm, started to check. Yeah. Out. That's the other thing. If they had actually cut down some of this stuff, so they jump between the stories a little more often. Uh, I, and the last real bit of trivia I knew about this movie is, I guess they raised the money to make this movie by doing all the Adam and Eve stuff first, hmm. and they told the investors like, okay, we're thinking about having these stories put into this movie. And look, hey, we've already animated like a third of the movie, because if all this stuff makes it into the movie, that's going to be a third of the running time. And it feels like that in the finished film, because Adam and Eva shit goes on forever and has nothing to do with the plot, and it's all just like, terrible, like, women, be like this! Men, be like this! <laughs> kind of humor. And yeah. it's, yeah. Um, and I get that, you know, I'm sure because Mark Twain was making these observations back in, like, 1862, it was groundbreaking observational humor... But growing up, <laughs> but, but being someone who was, like, born and raised in the latter half of the 20th century, all the observational humor in regards to Ab and Eve, it's like bad comedy channel stand-up from, like, 1991. It really is, like... 
Yeah. <laughs> the women, they get to name all the animals while the dude just drinks his coffee. And just like, it's, yeah. <laughs> hey, we should talk about the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk oh. about it. it starts with what every good children movie should start with. <laughs> a silent title crawl. You no, know, yeah. And it's just... The terrible thing about this, all the information in this title crawl is repeated by uh, Mark Twain 15 minutes later in the film, so why even have... You can tell that fucking Will Vinton was so in love with this dude's words that he had to repeat it needlessly at the beginning of the yeah. film with the title crawl. Yeah. Yep. Once every 75 years, in Haley Comics comes to visit. In 1835, the comment returned to America's most famous author was born, <laughs> Mark Twain, the most conspicuous man on the planet believes his destiny was linked to the comet he wrote the almighty he has said no doubt these two <laughs> there go these two uncountable freaks they came in together they must go out together blah 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 I'm <laughs> coming back he wants to die and the big thing is that I guess in real life he did die the day after Haley's comet was the closest to planet earth in 1910 mm. which is boom 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 which is you know kind of cool because that is, it is it is very cute that they got to make and release this movie just to coincide with the next time Haley's comic came back, which means does somebody have to make a tribute to this movie in oh god, when's Haley's we're about the midpoint to when Haley's comic should be back, actually right now Haley's comic should probably be turning turn tail to come back to earth right around now <laughs> yeah, so we gotta drifting start planning ar drifting around the corner, starting to head back yeah exactly, yeah with I guess Mark Twain's face inside of it for, stuck forever it's coming back in 2061. Oh, that's... Okay, I thought it was like maybe 2040, but okay. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, and then there's just a shot of Mark Twain's ship flying through space. I should like you, because I'm sure you took all these notes. Yeah, it's fine. It's Harbor's Town Films LTD? Yeah. Some sort of parlor on a ship inside a book called The Adventures of Mark Twain's by Huck Finn. You're they give away everything. the ending of the movie right yeah. there. I didn't get that. Yeah, which actually yep. I did thought that was a nice twist at the end of the movie. It opens and uh, the the south flows out of it. <laughs> They're fucking. Well, it's not really the south because there's no lynching of black people in it, but mm. it's a very whitewashed, literally and figuratively, because it's Mark, it's it's Hook Finn, it's what's uh, anyway, yeah, it's, it's Huck, fucking known have assholes. Have you read these fucking books? Known assholes, Huck Finn and Tom Sawyer. I <laughs> known assholes. <laughs> <laughs> they can't I, uh, be arrested, but they're just known dickheads, yeah. <laughs> I, I I've never read them myself. My dad yeah. used to read to us as kids and I I I'm I he read them to us, but I don't remember yeah. much or any I don't think he I don't think he read Huck Finn, but I know he read Tom Sawyer. Okay. Yeah, I read Tom Sawyer as a kid just because I knew it was a classic and I thought it was okay, but I wasn't like totally blown away. Yeah. I was a little freaked out by all the like it's not I don't know if you can call it racist, but there's a lot of like racially charged shit not just black stuff but like Injun Joe which mm -hmm. they actually kind of lean into this movie I was like oh Jesus Christ hope yeah. no Native Americans see this because Jesus Christ anyway but yeah fucking it's uh, Tom Sawyer who's the red haired kid and Huck Finn who's the most gormless looking motherfucker character design he's got, <laughs> he's he's got, got, <laughs> he's got droopy cheeky he is good which is actually it's a very distinctive character design you're not gonna he's you're not gonna confuse him with any of the other characters but no when he's not talking he just looks so profoundly stupid and not even kind of like a cute charming kind of way he just looks like a goddamn like he's missing some chromosomes or something but yeah, yeah. Tom Sawyer looks like Little Orphan Annie. Yeah, he's got the red hair and everything like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He looks like a uh, hobbit. 
They got huge asses and huge ass heads and feet. Yeah, and I guess that's because that's and low center of balance, so they keep the clay figures from falling over. So they have to be kind of like squat and, and weird. But they they tried to avoid it as much as possible. And uh, but there's still that thing that this studio does where most of the time they don't an when they animate people walking, they're just ice skating across the ground. <laughs> I'm watching. There's a lot of people in robes and things that hide the feet. So yeah, they're like. What's the Sesame Street little cop character who would be like on on the mugs that would just float yeah. around and shit like that? Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, and it's, it's funny. It's that one of the bits of trivia spy. I saw about this in terms of like the animation, they were like, uh, when the characters are only shown from the waist up, they were only built from the waist up, and whenever they moved around, their little their their waists were just on wheels. I'm like, no shit, because when they walk, they don't like <laughs> their bodies aren't like stepping, like they're just gliding. Or, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, you're yeah. not blowing my mind here with that trivia, IMDb. Yeah. Tom. Tom Sawyer gets it in his head. They want to steal a balloon when and chart <laughs> the skies. Known assholes, yeah. Yeah. So that way they'll be famous. And it's Mark Twain's balloon blimp, and on it's got a giant like banner on the sides that says Haley Comet or bust. Yeah. And he says a bunch of Mark Twain shit. And it's all. Then, I, what do you think of the design of the ship? Just because it's such a central thing. It's very Final Fantasy. Um, yeah, it's it's fine. It's I'm it's memorable, but. Uh, it's fine, yeah. I got nothing to say about it. Oh, I like okay. all. I like it when all the shit actually moves and, and animates and whatnot. Yeah. And supposedly the ship's actually made out of clay. I you yeah. can totally see that they would just make the characters out of clay and everything else would be like you know plastic or whatever. But I guess yeah, supposedly everything, most everything. I'm sure like the sky backdrop is you know paper and stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, they 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 they're, they're not fucking around with making sure everything is as clay like as possible though. Yeah. And then Becky shows up and is like, <sighs> "What the fuck are you two fools doing?" Yeah. And Tom Sawyer is a fucking line sack of shit and says they're <laughs> balloon inspectors. Yeah, and it's just fucking... You can tell Will Vinton's not a writer because it's just... Just kids yelling. It's, it, just, it's just fucking noise. And then just, Mark, Mark Twain says he's gonna meet that comet and everybody's like, oh my gosh. Like, he doesn't have a huge banner on the side of his fucking blimp or anything saying I'm going to that fucking comet. It just sunk good. Yeah, they just realized I guess this is not a joke or whatever. And like, Mark Twain doesn't... Notice or care when the four kids just brazenly just walk onto his ship. Yeah, there's everybody's so shocked they don't notice this. There's small children climbing aboard oh, a ship. They don't even climb; they just wheel on with their, Although, their well, wheels. Yeah, <laughs> one one character does nudge another and says, "Hey, look, it's those known assholes getting on that ship. Good riddance." <laughs> let's. We know these guys have a history of just fucking shit up. So let's just stay out of their way because like they're all gonna mm -hmm. die anyway. Why even get in trouble? God, yep. I fucking hate Becky. I hate her character design. Uh, it's obviously like it's like a 45-year-old woman pretending to be I'm a little girl from the South. And just, yeah, oh. I, see, I, I think her character design is better than Eve's, though. <laughs> Eve's? She's got the hair horns? Mm -hmm. Like, sticking on the side of her neck? Uh, just, oh, yeah. So, so, uh... I do like Twain's... the character design. Mark Twain, the voice, and the character design's really nice. Yeah. Almost uh, enough to, to, to... to uh, scratch away the t terrible memories of the Star Trek The Next Generation Samuel Clemens, which is the worst <laughs> part. <laughs> two hours! They have to make that a two-part episode! <laughs> he's, like, holding guns on the on the, on the heroes, and it's just like, just shoot, just stun this motherfucker, put him out of his misery, Wait, and go I back to the Enterprise. 
I can't remember. Was that a time travel episode or was that, that was in the time holodeck? Time travel. Every, everyone they. Oh, that's portal. the one. Is that the one where Data's head gets blown off? Yeah, exactly. And they, oh it's, it starts off and ends with his head, head in a cave, and it's it. It is fucking lame. It's a fun episode <laughs> if you're sick and you're delirious. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, it's you're not like, one. Something's in this soup. <laughs> There's like an old homeless guy who gets bitten by an alien snake and he's like, oh, I'm a 49er. It's, just, <laughs> it's a weird episode. Anyway, well, yeah. Anyway. So anyway, they sneak on a Mark Twain ship. Mark Twain says he was born with that comic. He's going to go out with it. And Tom and Tom take, blazing. <laughs> take a magic elevator to the top of the blimp where all yeah. the controls are. Oh, I forgot are on that, the is, deck. that is. <laughs> because I guess they didn't want to, like, it was too difficult to actually create, like, a clay elevator. It's just a magical TARDIS box that moves them around yeah. the ship for the whole movie, yeah. That's where all the controls are, as well as the shadowy figure they don't notice. Oh, yeah. Which the, is the, obviously it's Mark, like some version of Mark Twain. Because all. Why? They, they yeah. show his, Who yeah. can tell? Because they, they hide everything. Well, they show everything but, like, his, his the upper the half of his face, practically. Yeah, even sometimes you can see the big bushy mustache here. Yeah, like, it's who like, could it be? Unless it's his evil brother that's going to be bald or something like that. And that's the only reason why you're trying to hide his face. And then uh, the blimp takes off. Then Becky's there and gets out of the magic elevator. And she's like, caught you assholes. But then. Mark Twain comes up too, and he's like, "Hey, what up, boys? Hey, Becky, hot damn! Every day you remind me more and more of my dead wife. Shit, yeah, it's awesome." Oh, I forgot about that. She actually does say something like that, and the kids are like, "What?" And then the movie just continues, and it's like, "What does he call her? Angel cakes? Something like that?" He's like, something. "Hey, angel cakes! You look it's... more like my dead wife every day." Oh yeah. I'm assuming that's one of the few things in the movie where they're not just like taking a direct Mark Twain quote from one of his books. So of course, when they're at, they're forced to make up Mark Twain dialogue, it's extra weird and creepy because Michael <laughs> Vint's not an actual writer. Yeah. Oh my so, god. Uh, Mark Twain shows him a map. He pushes a button and it materializes. And I know they just made a map out of clay and then stuck a finger in it and we were like, wee! And we whirled it around and played it, <laughs> played that in reverse yeah. to make the effect. But man, it's a lot of work just to make a map appear. Seriously. There's and like there's weird, like, like even at the beginning thing that we kind of, like, not skipped over, but like uh, where the like Mark Twain's desk turns into the deep south, all the like the the blending of clay and yeah, one object into another. Like, they that, put so much hard work into this fucking weird ass not, we just, movie. Yeah, we just kind of skipped over as if it was nothing because it really doesn't lend anything to the movie. But it's like, oh my god, I feel bad for the twelve people had to spend like three months on that one shot. You know, yeah. it's like holy shit, yeah. So, um, Huck Finn's f frog Homer jumps onto the map. And Mark Twain is like, oh, fuck, that reminds me. I My first story was about a frog. And, you know, I wrote a story about jumping frog. Now you kids get to listen to that. Hey, welcome to 10 minutes of frog-related humor. <laughs> so some guy named Smiley, who was voiced by the guy who played Gumby, of all things. Really? Yeah. I wonder if that's a deliberate tribute, because you think... If you're going to make the world's first claymation movie... Actually, no, with this... Well, I know claymation is technically a like a copyrighted term copyrighted by Vinton in the Vinton Studios, but I know the our Cloaky who made Gumby, he made uh, was it Gumtasia? Uh, maybe it wasn't feature length, but it was like an hour long Gumby thing that he he referred to as the Gumby movie. Would that mm -hmm. not be the first technically the first claymation? Anyway, that's neither here nor there. I'm sure the whole world's first claymation movie thing was just more of a marketing stunt than any like it's not like the Guinness Book of World Records was checking the veracity of that, but. That's funny. That's 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 pretty cool. 
Yeah. You can't. I, you he, don't recognize the voice because it hasn't been hyper processed, so it sounds like a crazy. He's a, he's, ah! a, he's a voice actor. He did a ton of shit. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so I I, I like how I, I, they must have done this at the end of the shoot, and they were like, "Fucking, I am not animating any more mouths. Just give everybody <laughs> giant mustaches that we can move around." Can we just have this take place in older? I know the movie takes place in old timey times. Can we have the flashback take place in older timey times? So yeah, everyone's just. Yeah, uh, if we could just wiggle the mustaches for all the dialogue in this scene, can we just do that? They're like, I'm fine, fine, this, whatever. We this, just gotta get this, this done. This old guy smiley trained the fuck out of his frog to jump super far, and uh, he used that frog to grift the fuck out of strangers into making bets that his... He's like, hey, my frog can out-jump any other frog Talk in all the county! Simpler times. What an odd thing to bet. So some guy's like, hey, I'm just a stranger around these parts, but he just looks like a regular-ass frog to me. But I, I don't have a frog to bet with. And then Smiley's like, hey, don't sweat it. I'll get you one. Nothing shady about this interaction at all. <laughs> hey, I bet you be my frog can be any frog. To prove it, I will procure you a frog that you uh could race against my frog. And uh, the guy is trusting enough to let this guy who he's betting against pick the frog that's going to race against the... F yeah, it's... Yeah. Mm -hmm. But while Smiley's going to get another frog, that guy's like, Hungry frog, and then he shoves his clay dick in the frog's mouth. <laughs> Smiley comes back, and it's just... It's not this... No, Homer's the actual frog they have on the ship. Yeah, yeah. no, fucking, the super frog's just mashed into a sex paste. So, uh, God. Smiley gets a frog from a pond, and then the race happens with the other old-timey dudes betting on Smiley's frog. But when the race starts, oh no, his frog can't jump no matter how hard it tries. And then the stranger's frog wins, and he takes all the money and leaves. And then Smiley upturns his frog, and a ton of metal and shit falls out of its mouth. Yeah, and it's he like proclaims... an entire, like, old-timey 1940s, or 1840s, kind of like, uh, digging for gold, like, camp worth of, like, yeah. pickaxes and shit come falling and out of the frog. And he proclaims, he's been hornswoggled! But he never caught that stranger. End of story. That's, that was a really no... sh That was a really shitty story, Mark Twain. The Tom uh. even says... Shucks, I could write a better story than that. I mean, I guess it is Mark Twain's first story, but hopefully... And Mark, well, he's Holy like, yeah, shit. I thought so, too. And so he did. He wrote more more stories, and he was like, plus, there wasn't enough racism in that story, so... I, uh, God. Yeah, there's no, like, murderous Indian frog that everyone has to fight at the end <laughs> or anything so like that, yeah. Then he pushes a button and a telescope comes out of nowhere, <sighs> wasting more clay animation mileage on making it all morph and come Seriously. out and blop. oh my god. So Bess, Becky asks uh, why he wants that comet so bad, and he's like, it's my fetish, angel face. I really want it to eat me, I'm into Vore too, so it's kind of the best of both worlds. And so he lets her look at it through the telescope. It is, it's, and it, it, the comet looks like when you're sculpting something out of clay and you fuck it up, so you just wad it all together and smoosh it around. It's not that impressive, and I guess, no. yeah, um, I, I guess the sky stuff that they're flying through, which I guess all, is all clay stuff, is kind of impressive just for the sheer scale of it, but like, yeah, the comet and the sky effects in this movie aren't necessarily anything to write home about. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and so Becky's like, hey, us kids are kind of worried, and he interrupts and is like, Did you think I don't know what I'm doing up here? Well, it's just like piloting a river. You have to know the shape of it. Wh what the fuck are you talking about, Mark? The shape of the sky? 
Yeah. Wait, it's, what well, are you doing? Because it's obviously just Will Vinton just taking dialogue from Mark Twain's, you know, stories about himself being a riverboat captain. <laughs> but just and applying it, it to outer space, and it's just... So he just drones he, on and yeah, on about, yeah. And he's like, it's just like traveling the highway, hallway at home with nothing but bare feet and faith. What the fuck are you talking? What? <laughs> it just, and again, what the fuck time, is this movie marketed every time, to? Every time I walk down the hall, highway, I, I, hallway at home, I say, come on, Faith, don't fail me now. How treacherous was Mark Twain's house at night? That, like, stepping out like Indiana Jones about trying to cross that chasm. Just to get to the bathroom at night without lighting, the, <laughs> without turning the lights on. It's like, yeah, exactly. Leap from the lion's head. Mm -hmm. Holy shit. I mean, I get what he's going for, but it's it's, just, it's one of those things that highlights who the fuck is this movie made for? Because it's obviously supposed to be a children's film. Because it's an animated film in the mid-80s, even no matter it's... how high-minded your, uh, your, your, your ambitions are for the project, it's going to be marketed as a children's film. It's... But it's just Abraham Simpson quality <laughs> just rambling. <laughs> Old man yells at a cloud shit from this it's... dead author no one cares about. It's made from fans of Mark Twain who force really? their children to read Mark Twain shit. Do you think Will Vinton, like, he just took this movie to, like, a Mark Twain convention, got up on stage, showed it to everyone, and just laughed for 20 minutes straight about how <laughs> he managed to swindle all these people and give them this money just so him and the three other people at this Mark Twain convention could enjoy this film that is just all about sucking Mark Twain's intellectual dick. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because, well, yeah, one little kid is, like... Even all of his bond, and like I said, all the observational humor in this movie is aimed towards, like, middle-aged people at best. And then yeah. you also just have to have the interest in Mark Twain to even care about, like, all this. And it's just like, wow, I either, I can't tell if Will Vinton was out of his mind or just did not give a fuck. But either way, this is a weird fucking movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, the next day or some other time. Something, uh, yeah, Tom, who knows? Tom and, Tom and Huck are talking about how he's got, Tom's getting the plan formed, but they got to get rid of Becky because she talks too much. So they go and tell uh, Mark Twain that, and he says, There's nothing more comparable to the endurance of a woman. And then she's knocking off, and then that scene ends because we needed to get him Mark Twain's to say There's that. nothing comparable to the endurance of a woman. What? <laughs> Why didn't Will Vinton just animate a convention children's movie and then just in this in the corner of the screen, him just reading random uh, fucking Mark Twain Bond Mots at the audience just over the film? That, was, that would have been less, less. Was oh, that the was that episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation the last time anybody gave a shit about Mark Twain? I think the last. I'm trying to think. Has he ever showed up in pop culture in anything since then? Which is terrible because I hate because like I've actually read some Mark Twain and it's not bad. Uh, he, no, but he's it's not bad. So old timey, just yeah. like yeah. He's, he's reached the point where nobody gives a shit because our generation was forced to read him by our parents who yeah. grew up reading him. Yeah, and and our generation was like. I'm not gonna force my kid to read the boring, boring shit that I had to read. You think any uh, any parents from our generation are gonna force a kid to read like The Catcher in the Rye or any yeah. of that shit? Well, and there's, there's so much about his stuff. Is either it's become so popular, it's entered the mainstream, so there's no reason to really even comment on it. Like The Early Bird Catches the Worm, which they even make a production of in this movie, which mm -hmm. gives it, like everyone knows that anyway. Or like his observations about like how to mix whitewash. In like yeah. 1892, and it's like the new care. It's like so specific to that time and date that like the wisdom from that observation is so lost on today's culture that like I I, I hate to like 
slam anyone who's trying to bring an old-timey thing to life for a new generation, because that should always be respected. But you gotta do it in a way that's entertaining and respecting uh, the the attention span of the people who you're trying to entertain. If you're just like, eh, this is so like, fucking I, weird. When I, was, yeah. when I was younger and I watched it, I would just like, oh, he's saying shit again. But now that I'm, <laughs> now that I'm older and I know everything he is saying is probably something Mark Twain said, I'm just like, this feels so forced and yeah. just shoehorned in. Yeah, and, and like, yeah, that's why I'm so, I, I'm, I'm, I wish Will Vinton were still alive so someone could ask him, like, did you do this on purpose or you just generally just did not give a fuck? Because, yeah, this, this is so dramatically inert as a story and as a way to present all this Mark Twain information to people. Like, yeah, there well, could have been a clever way, a clever way to have done the same film that's not just like, just a like, whole uh, bunch of this, Mark Twain short films. What, this studio uh. could have done something, if this studio had done something that was good instead of this movie to showcase off their clay animations yeah. shit they could have done gangbusters but they no done, they said i'm thing. gonna strike done. while the iron is hot <laughs> and due to the cultural phenomenon mark twain it's like doing a cartoon about james k polk like they, with claymation, they could have brought any story to life, and yeah. they went for the most old-timey, old daughtery, and then they chose the worst way to do that on top of the terrible subject matter. And it's just yeah, they just doubled in themselves to hell with this movie. I feel so bad. Except the, they they did so well with like the California raisins and the Noid. They that kept them afloat or whatever, and people loved the fuck out of that. Yeah. Do you think if, like if they, when, when oh. the California raisin people came to Will Vinton and they're like, we're thinking about having these little raisins they're gonna sing like to old motown songs and mm. like wolven's like that's not old enough it needs to be like <laughs> church hymns from like 1812 and they're like you, no did <laughs> you watch those specials back in the day the special yeah well i saw the cartoons and i remember they actually yeah they i forgot they did actually have specials didn't they yeah. oh no that's right because it was there, i think there was a couple they had like a holiday special was there like an animal olympics wolven thing that sounds Fuck, vaguely I forgot familiar. about that. Yeah, it wasn't just the California Raisins, but like... there, There's oh, one that's shit. like behind the music before behind the music was even a thing that went yeah. through the California Raisins history and then breaking up and an orange getting in their band and weird shit like that. Well, that sounds like a Simpsons sketch, actually. Yeah, that's just like, yeah, okay. But they must have learned from this. Not, obviously didn't make enough money for them to be able to do anything like this again. So I no. wonder if that was them kind of like learning. Okay. okay, if we're going to do something, it's got to be at least vaguely commercial, uh, yeah. mar commercially marketable. We can't like we don't necessarily have to sell out. But we have to do something that's not fucking old dead dudes that no one gets. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Anyway. So anyway, since Becky doesn't get kicked off, Tom and Huck go to pout. They get inside the uh, elevator, which is the called an index elevator. It's got a table of uh, yeah. It's got a table of contents, which I'm too lazy to list because it's all like Mark. I think it's a table of contents of pretty much everything you wrote. If you really kind of look at it, yeah, yeah. Which actually um, half the things he wrote wound well, wind up in this movie anyway. So so Tom yeah, pulls there's... the handle and they stop at a level called Engine Joe. Whoopsie! Oh no! I think this comes Ooh. up a couple times. Yeah, and like you don't see it this time, but later on you actually get to see Engine Joe. And he's like this fucking hideous monster man. It's just the mm -hmm. weirdest thing. But yeah, so but they, they, they yeah, a terrible scream happens in a cave, which I'm I, if I is. So I think Engine Joe kills. It's the I think of, there's Engine Joe and someone else who they're the trying of, to kill Tom Sawyer in the book. Yeah, at the end of the Tom Sawyer, don't don't doesn't 
Doesn't Injun Joe get, like, stuck in a cave with Tom Sawyer, but Tom escapes, and Injun Joe just is walled up in there or something? Or something like that, and I think he just dies, or he's stuck in there, or, like, I think he murders, like, like, a, like, someone who's with him or something like that, but, yeah, it is kind of the thing that, like, yeah, yeah, Injun Joe's kind of damned to be stuck in there, at least until the cops come or something like that, but, yeah, it's a bad place to be. Yeah. I, <laughs> I remember better, but I have not revisited that book since I was 12. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Except, didn't, who... Wasn't the kid from Home Improvement in a Tom Sawyer movie? You know what? All I remember in terms of, like, actual, like, not-the-book adaptations of this movie, HBO had, like, an anime adaptation, like, a TV series, like, maybe in, like, 1989, and I remember seeing clips of that. But, mm. no, I don't, I've never seen, like, a live-action, because I'd known, oh, that's right, because, like, in the 90s, they had, like, a 90s, like, a, like a live-action movie adaptation by Disney, right? Yeah. Because I saw the commercials for that, and it's all like, down home with Huck Finn, and we're going to ignore all the racial, again, we're going to ignore all the racial weirdness of the story. And, yeah. So, oh uh, they keep going after that terrible scream in the cave happens, and Tom says he never wants to see that guy again. And they get out in the billiard parlor room that they, from what we saw in the start of the movie where the book was. It's very Doctor Who. It's very and, like yeah, yeah like yeah, the, the Mark Twain's got this parlor with like billiard table and clocks and yeah, so it's, it's all very nice. Huck keeps pressing Tom for his plan to do whatever the plan is, just to get off the ship somehow. Yeah, even or he went out of the hijack it or I don't this. know. No, yeah. not hijack it because he doesn't have the plan yet. So yeah. um, well, they don't but, know he's he's expecting to die just yet. Yeah, he's too distracted and too much of an asshole to listen to Huck. And he says, oh, these must be all them classics. People are always talking about. And Huck's, Huck, Huck asks, what's a classic? And then Mark Twain spins around in his chair and says, something everybody wants to have, but nobody wants to read. Just like Mark Twain books, yep. unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Nobody wants to have Mark Twain books. Everyone wants to be pithy and be like, oh, I'm going to make a witty observation from the K K Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's Court, but... Who the fuck's time to read that shit? Fucking my, Killing Eve is on tonight. Um, my parents bought me that book to try to get me to read it, and it yeah. sat unopened for the rest of my life. I've seen people like be like, oh, if you're into Back to the Future, you must love time travel stories. And this is the first time travel story. And you're reading and just going, oh, oh God. <laughs> is Transformers on? Is He-Man on? Is mm -hmm. fucking... Uh, not Ferris Bueller. Who was the knockoff Ferris Bueller whose TV show was more popular? Uh, Parker, Parker Lewis. Lewis. Parker Lewis can't lose on. <laughs> I'd do anything but want to watch. Keep on reading this <laughs> goddamn book. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, Becky shows up in the same room and notices uh, an Adam and Eve statue with a penny slot next to it because Mark Twain got to make that cash. <laughs> How much money is, is he it? making charging people to look at naked, naked statue of Adam and Eve? Yep. He, she puts in her money, they animate and give her an apple, which seems in poor taste. Seems, yeah, some... I don't know what they're trying to explain. <laughs> Here, have some gonna... forbidden fruit? Is she going to take her top off and then turn around now for the apple to hook Finn and talk? Like, yeah, what's going to happen here? Yeah. So, uh, she mentions that they're naked and the statues freak out and cover themselves. So, Mark Twain pushes a button and clothes come on them. Yeah, this movie's fucking weird. The and movie then, suddenly has to come up with an excuse as to why Adam and Eve are going to be naked for the next 20 then minutes of the movie. Tom yeah. says, I heard that Eve was a real crumb bum. And Mark Twain's like, I heard they were both assholes. Hey, you want to stop this movie dead in its tracks? Turn it into a strange story about Adam and Eve that isn't even close to what's in the biblical text? Well, here we go! Go on! Yeah, we're going to have a bunch of dumb-looking, colorful animals and... Shit's just gonna, like, eat. Adam's just gonna look like a banker from, like, 1985, and 
Eve's just gonna be this high cheekbone harpy, uh, and it's just. Adam looks like a bad caricature of Al Bundy. <laughs> I think he looks like Peter Coyote from E.T., which is not gonna make no one remembers what Peter Coyote or even who Peter Coyote was in E.T. But mm. like, yeah, no, he looks he looks like a very specific kind of dude. I wonder if they knew someone who looked like this and they kind of caricatured him because he looks like such a very specific kind of dude. Yeah. yeah. So they but open he, the book. Uh, he's, yeah, he's it's a, a, the diary of Adam and Eve, not even the Bible. It's the diary of Adam and <laughs> yeah. Eve. Which starts with nothing, but then the land starts to form out of clay, and a voice is like, Oh, yeah. Nice. Oh, fucking choice. Put some grass right here. Oh, I'm so good at this shit. Hot damn, yeah. Oh, oh that's pretty. Yeah. <laughs> He what sounds like fuck? Buffalo Bill parading around a mirror and asking, yeah, would you fuck yeah. me? I would fuck me. That's uh, the voice of God in nice, this movie. Nice little stream right here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Making spawn clay is a tree now. Just oh, that little bit of reverb. Tree, it's, a, it's a sheep. You thought it was a tree. <laughs> yeah, and Adam's just looking at this guy going, oh my God, I'm going to die here. Get me the, out of here. Yeah. The voice hums happy birthday while it makes Adam. And it's like, I didn't even notice that actually. Okay, that's actually kind of cute. for you, you big nosed monster looking chud. But Adam, <laughs> Adam's sleeping. He won't wake up. It's very funny. But then, I don't uh, know if anyone just, who hates the Adam design in this movie, because like I said, it's so specific that you want to punch him. Just, and then a real honest to goodness human hand comes down and pokes Adam. <laughs> oh, is that what that was? Yeah, it's just, it's a Which makes sense, because it would be that's the joke, is, yeah. Mm hmm. And it wakes him up. And he's already wearing clothes, I guess. Yeah, he's wearing the tank top that Mark Twain gave them, and this the thing that they. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure there's happens. a There's probably a version of this somewhere where Adam's just got a big swinging hog between his legs. He's just fucking bouncing shit. like Tigger with his dick. Mm-hmm. And then um, he hears some humming, but again, it sees a shadow, but it goes away, and he shrugs it off. And then later, he dips his toe in some water that by a waterfall, and decides to go over it, sitting on a log. It's fun, but a shadow that looks too much like Mac from Mac and Me is watching and is curious <laughs> about the whole thing. You're not wrong, actually, yeah. Yep. Oh, no, because I'm watching it as we're talking about it, and like, that just pop. yeah, okay. Yeah, he does it oh. again while wearing an aviator helmet and a, a scarf around his neck. Fun. I get that they're pretty funny by, like, you know, like, it's Adam and Eve, and Adam's already got his cup of coffee in, a, in the New York Times crossword puzzle, but... Yep, it's and just... Twain, Mark Twain's like, that shit was paradise. And Adam decided to keep track of it all in his notebooks, which he had. But somebody else was keeping track of him. Oh no, he runs. It's scary. And they believe her this fucking thing. It's Eve. Mm -hmm. Who's just she, she? She just thinks that he's another animal. Well, and she writes. Pops up. Oh, writes in her diary. Saturday. I think it is a man. I have never seen one, but it looks like one. And then she describes him as having like lizard feet and a weird uh. body that looks like a carrot. Or maybe it's masonry or ar architecture, and he changes into a brick house because sure, yeah. why, that, why can't we? We can do that. And this movie just you get the joke instantly that she thinks he's a, he's not a human, but like some yeah. kind of weird new animal. And, but like, and then he, they just belabor the point for a fucking ever. He screams and runs at her and jumps away, and you 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 could barely see them strings. Yeah. Uh man, the asteroids when they're getting close to the comet at the end of the movie. 
Yeah, there's some. I, I, man, there's like when they're actually they're in front of like 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 some kind of rear projection screen during that scene at the end of the movie where there's like just clumps of dirt on the screen that they're standing in front I, of. Um, yeah, Jesus, guys. I I don't think this movie was ever meant to be seen in high definition. <laughs> no, not ah. You know what? Actually, that's a good point. They pro we're probably just thinking this is just gonna be straight to video. Why well, you think it though? You think you would be keeping in my mind like a theatrical release, but who the fuck knows? Who the oh, fuck knows? I certainly don't. And though, so she keeps tabs on him, throwing shit at him for trying to catch fishes, even though later she, she falls yeah, in she, some water and comes back with fish and is like, I don't know what these are. I call them fish. I don't know. Maybe that could be part of the joke is women be crazy, I guess, because that's the whole thing of this whole thing is. And then <laughs> later, Adam's on his roof of his house fixing his antenna. Yeah. And she takes his ladder to try to get some fruit from the forbidden tree to give for him, because, of course. And then he falls down and, oh, it's funny, because he hurt himself. And yeah. then and she, she just, says, like, she turns to the camera and goes, oh, like, all TV's frank about it, and it's just, yeah. Yep, and she says she took the job of naming things off his hands and starts hammering signs with names on them to everything. And the music is telling me it's comedy. But the actions on the screen are telling me it's terrible. It goes on. Who are we five. to believe? It, she's just nailing signs to everything in existence. He's just sitting with his hands on his hips, just kind of going. Rrr, brr, brr. And they, they and decide. The most belabored shit. They decide to make a whole scene out of him inventing the word superfluous. Yeah, which I. It is a large word. It is a good word and bears repeating. It does which... it. Is that the highlight of the story that they take this from? Because they kind of repeat that again with Valentine at the end of the story. Mm -hmm. It's just... Oh my this, god! Who thought this was funny enough the, to make the it? Portion, oh this portion of the movie is very bad. Yeah. And it keeps on, like, uh, yeah, every every ten seconds, and, just like, oh, on but, Sunday and just mm, on and Tuesday. Then it, but then it's funny again, because they make this whole the scene out of him going over the falls and having fun, and her going, Oh, no, no, Adam! Oh, no, no! No! Putting signs down saying dangerous, no children without adult supervision. Oh, it's just, it's yeah. a knee slapper. Hope y'all wanna, we'll be right, right back. Hope y'all wanna, we'll be right, right back. Hope y'all wanna, we'll be right, right back. We're coming right back after these messages. We're coming right back after these messages. Now, for the first time, through the magic of Claymation, the best-loved characters of America's greatest storyteller come to life. It's the adventures of Mark Twain. I'll go to meet the comet. It's Tom Sawyer. Huck Finn. Becky Thatcher. And a frog named Homer. Shipmates on an incredible voyage from the Mississippi to the Milky Way. Let's catch it. Aye, aye. Explorers on a remarkable ride to faraway places, far gone times, and far out creatures. Hello. Adventurers oh, on a breathtaking trip into the heart of Halley's Comet. Come. 
Join them on their quest for fun. I'm getting out of here. Danger. And excitement. Come, share the adventures of Mark Twain. The first feature film in the magic of claymation. That will make you believe in imagination. Star Trek The Next Generation, can Data survive his shocking destiny? It is imperative that we continue our mission. His quest to stop predators from invading 19th century Earth. You'll hunt us, you'll kill us. His fate, a tragic sacrifice to save mankind. Brian, get him out of there. Torpedoes away, sir. Next time on Star Trek The Next Generation. our show the joke is that he was already living in paradise before a woman showed up now she's just henpecking him eight like yeah women drive like this men drive like this totally the most she's all i i'm sitting to think yeah no it's totally homer simpson knee slapping just like it's funny we're so lame same joke over and over again that's the whole thing of the segment it's just yeah. the most belabored shit well anyway I, they finally move their houses then, next to each other because well, i guess eve yeah. now has a house yeah and the fence thing happens but then there's a scene where eve blathers on about how when she talks to the water when she needs someone to talk to when it's sad i'm sad blah blah blah, blah. and then she falls in brings back some fish they die by sticking their tongue out and going <laughs> it's funny that's a lie it's not because they don't understand the fish have died, they've just gone very quiet. So he starts to avoid her. So she makes friends with animals and has a tea party. Because sure. Adam's voiceover says that Eve thinks things ain't right. She tried to feed a buzzard some salad, but it probably wants some sweet, sweet rotting flesh. And she's like, hey, look at the teeth on the lion. It's a carnivore. It wants meat. And then later, Eve is doing some kind of science experiment with gravity. This snake shows up for the first time. Well, he's like, "Hey, nope." Eve is okay. doing experiments with gravity, and a snake shows up wearing sunglasses with a match hanging out of its mouth because that says "cool, cool, daddy o." Yeah. Oh god. And she starts hanging out with the snake, which Adam thinks is cool because it keeps her out of his hair. But he tells them to stay away from that forbidden tree because it'll bring death. But Eve is like, hey, that sounds pretty fucking awesome because then the, the buzzard will be able to eat and the lion can eat meat. I'm and assuming says, this is the joke of the original story, which I guess, guess maybe the story comes across wittier that like she would intentionally like bring about death because it'll help the animals. But yeah. yeah, in the cartoon, you're just watching going, what? Yep. What? So, That's not witty. So it's just dumb. Mm-hmm. So then, um, he first, Adam foresees trouble and escapes on a unicorn <laughs> as Eve and the Predators get a ladder to try to get some apples down from the tree, and she gets it with the help of the snake, and she takes a bite, and everything starts going to shit. Chains, paradise is changed into a desert, and at the same time, on the blimp, there's a lightning storm, and I can't believe they interrupted that terrible, terrible story to have the plot continue. What a bummer. I can't believe we come back. That is not the last we see of those fucking characters, too. No. So Holy they... shit. That was like that was literally like a quarter of the whole movie right there. Yeah, so they 
the main characters go up to the deck where the shadowy figure that is obviously Mark Twain is controlling the weather, I guess? I guess he's just threatening everyone and... He's moving his hands around making lightning and stuff? I don't and know. they also make a big deal out of the fact that, like, Huck, or, uh, Tom Sawyer, he's, uh, he's throwing a rope over the side of the boat, so he's trying to measure the depth of, I guess, the sky beneath the boat. So they're making a big joke out of the fact that, like, because Mark Twain, Samuel Clemens, it was his real name, but he got his... Uh, nom de plume, Mark Twain, from Mark Twain being a, uh, when you throw a rope in the water on a riverboat, like, mm -hmm. you would measure the depth of the water by counting off the different marks, and I guess Mark Twain, yeah, Twain was, I guess, according to this movie, it's just, like, the first measurement, and so they're like, Mark point five, Mark point seven five, Mark, Mark Twain means, like, it's so deep, Yeah. and they keep on going back to this. <sighs> leading up to the joke at the end of the movie when he finally calls out Mark Twain, but they yeah, don't because, even... And it's just, oh, one somebody thing thought that it was so clever, but, oh. And, and one thing's for sure, back in the 80s, all kids who were watching this knew exactly what Mark Twain meant. Exactly. And, like, even me knowing what the, the, the joke they're very slowly trying to strive for, I was like, this is just the worst way to do this. Like, what do you, like, this, it's nonsense. It's like, anyone who's not, who doesn't know that, you're just like, why is he just, what's the whole gag? And it's just, yeah. Yep. Things it's are shouting. Just because you're an artist and you can sculpt clay doesn't mean you can write. God. <laughs> things, things are shouted. Uh, the frog Homer almost falls to his death. Yeah. But the, Mark Twain uses a grabby arm to save him. It's so intense. And then they uh, hit some. They're about to slam into a bunch of mountainous rocks. And and they do. But it's fine. It took a clump, uh, chunk, big chunk off the blimp. But they which escape no one really after dumping some now cargo. That, like, a quarter of the blimp. Uh, yeah, the ship's body is gone. It's, it kind of tears one of its butt cheeks off. But yeah. yeah, and and Mark Twain's like, "Hey, you kids are shitty deckhands. You got lots to learn." Well, oh, yeah, they're children. To blah blah blah. Yeah, cabbages or whatever the fuck. <laughs> and then again, that's uh, I'm sure Will Vinton reading that in bed, just kicking his little feet in the air, laughing so hard. But yeah. Oh god. Yeah. So don't um, kick his tombstone over. <laughs> he says some other Mark Twain shit about cabbages because you got to cram as much as possible and sends them below deck. And in the elevator, the doors open to the adventures of Tom Sawyer because they hear his Aunt Polly calling and she grabs him. And he gets back in saying it was a close call. But Becky wants to get off so she can go home because that's their home. But when the door opens again, it's just a void. And she says, oh, close enough to bark our shins, and now it's gone. I did gone. like that phrase, yeah. What the fuck does that mean, though? Bark your shins? That just means when you actually slap your shins against something. You ever heard that phrase before? No. Barking your shins, that is a, like... I don't know if Mark Twain invented I, I believe, it. No, I, I don't know if it was worth a, stopping a, the <laughs> movie just to say I that. I believe it was a saying, but I don't know. I've never heard it. But the way they stopped the movie just to have her say that is just like, yeah. you're like, is that a thing? Like, what? Then, yeah. And that's the whole thing of this little Shut up, Bill. Stop complaining about the movie. Stop going. Mark okay. Twain comes out of the void and says some Twain shit about fame. <laughs> and then, <laughs> then the door opens to uh, what is labeled the mysterious stranger. And nothing a... of importance happens here, so we can skip nope. over this part of the movie. Hells yeah. Then some sand forms into a suit of red armor from uh, the uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. It really is. And it actually it's... is nicely. This feels like something they did on their own free time before this movie was made. Because it's so yeah. nicely put together. Yeah. And yeah, even the character design of the Masked Stranger is so creepy. It's great. Yeah, like, it's definitely got, the, like, yeah, it's no the head. highlight of the movie. 
holding a masquerade mask saying, yeah. I, I am an angel. And they're like, oh, that's cool. What's your name? Satan. I, I've just given it away full bore, huh? Not even calling him Lucifer. Just, I thought there was going to be, and like everyone is just like, okay, Satan, let's hang out. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. So he says, come on in. And they're like, oh, yeah, okay. You seem trustworthy. To be fair, he doesn't really do anything to them. He just, like, yeah. plays a whole bunch, smashes his toys, and kicks them back out again. So, yeah. So, uh, they're all just sitting there on a floating rock that Satan starts to bring to life, making all kinds of foliage and stuff. Well, and, and he also asks them, like, what's your favorite fruit? And he makes them their favorite fruit, and they eat it. And they're like, this is delicious fruit that mm. you just gave us, Satan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's like, man, maybe you don't want to put <laughs> Now your souls are mine. <laughs> yeah, God so, damn, and then he makes a castle, and the kids get to make their own little people to live there. And he says, now let's give them life. And it's horrible. It's straight up a nightmare. It's I hate the, the way these things look. Scariest Minecraft server right here. It's... <laughs> it's oh, my Ugh. God. And then Becky puts down a t- cow, and two of the little people are like, rah, 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 and fight over it. And Satan's like, I don't like that noise. It just swooshes them into a mush. Which forms into two coffins, and then warmers come in crying and wailing and gnashing their teeth. It's for the children. <laughs> it's a family picture. What are you doing? <laughs> and it's Just because Mark Twain Satan. wrote this doesn't mean you have to put it in the movie. Satan's like, we'll have a storm now, an earthquake if you like, and then he starts blasting everything with lightning. <laughs> Dead clay people, clay people everywhere. Even a mother crying over the charred body of her child. It is some Hiroshima quality shit. It's so it's, it's like... so dark. And, and the thing is the... getting struck by lightning. Actually, if you watch it without the like, sound on, the, it almost the, gets the itchy and scratchy levels of horribleness. The king yelling <laughs> at Satan, being like, rah, 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 but then he gets blasted with lightning and turns into a charred corpse. And then oh the ground opens God. up and starts swallowing the dead and bodies like as well dead. as the living yeah. ones who are clawing at the ground trying not to fall. The cow goes in the hole. <laughs> There's actually a great... I just I just paused it right after this ends. And the looks on the kids' faces, especially Peggy's, <laughs> are just like full of horror. Like, uh-huh. it's totally like what you think the, the reaction gift to this movie what? would be. Satan oh says, God. I can do no wrong. For I do not know what it is. Well, obviously you do know what it is because you, you said <laughs> you just said that. He's totally gone like 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 an AI in a horror tech film where the AI's just totally gone off the rails and doesn't understand humanity. It's about to wipe everything out. It's great. Yeah. The children oh are God. horrified. Hey, get the fuck out of there. Well, <laughs> Satan's like, ah, there ain't nothing but you, and you are just a thought. Ain't that some deep shit? Hey guys, um, you left that part in the movie that you were supposed to cut out because it didn't fit in tonally with anything else? Hey I guys? Mean, <laughs> guys? I mean, this, I, I do appreciate this movie saying, okay, these kids signed up for a psychotic hell ride with Mark Twain. They're gonna get a psychotic hell ride. And like, yeah, Mark Twain, like, yeah, it's just... This movie's well, Mark- like, that's, that's kind of, I kind of, I, this movie is, it's a mess, but at least it's a mess in, in some of the better possible ways, too. It's not just all horrible. I really, I really tip my hat to that masquerade part of the movie. Jesus Christ. Yeah. 
Oh. And then they get in, and they're all uh, all fucked up. They're like, oh, oh, Jesus. Oh, it's like they barely escaped from the whole attack after almost being killed by Data, practically. Yeah. yeah. And then Mark Twain is like, man, that looked pretty rough on you guys. Let's stop it, Engine Joe. Hey, here he is. It's horrible. <laughs> Look, I'm literally right after that. The door closes on the fucking scene, and he hits the switch until they mention Joe is there. And the kids are like, oh, shit again. And it's just like, what are you doing? What are you, what are you just doing it on purpose, Mark Twain? What are you doing? And his knife mouth gummy knife mouth oh. screaming with his bulgy eye his decrepit body and his knife. Yeah, it almost looks like an anti-Semitic poster of, like, if you're gonna, like, so have some kind of, like, fucked-up racist caricature of Native American. Oh, it's... Yeah, it's not good, but then... Yeah, the fucking Mark Twain managed to close the door on Injun Joe just right before he jumps through it, but, like, his knife still <laughs> comes stabbing through yeah. the door? And Mark and Twain the says... like, oh, shit! <laughs> yeah, Mark Twain says, Remember your old friend, Injun Joe? <laughs> Why is that? Asshole. Jeez, fuck. I guess he knows I know he's nobody. gonna die soon, so what the hell does he care about? Like, I know shit. nobody likes Tom Sawyer, but man. <laughs> I mean, you know what? That Star Trek Next Generation episode where Mark Toon showed up would have been a much more entertaining if he had, like, essentially stuck everyone in the holodeck and took them on a Willy Wonka fucking boat ride of chaos <laughs> and scared the shit out of everyone, rather than just being, ah, Madam Guinan. Oh my god, and then he just sulks off Mark Twain yeah, and then well, he goes places he gets, his... he gets off on the elevator on the damned human race level. Yeah. Which looks like just a cemetery. I don't know. So so Tom says, that is sort of does it. We're gonna hijack this balloon. <laughs> Perfect actually, plan. Not, he's justified in saying that. Like, we yeah. gotta get the hell out of here. This guy's out of his fucking mind. And then elsewhere, Mark then later, Mark Twain's sitting at an organ, playing it. I look at all sad and mopey as tortured faces are singing and popping out of the walls. And whoa, 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 whoa. Imagine Mark Twain when he was first like at the when he was showing off his balloon. It is going to take the ride to Haley's Comet to the crowd back in Hopesburg or whatever. And there, and like, there's my nightmare organ. <laughs> when I get bored on my journey to the comet, I've got a haunted nightmare organ filled <laughs> with the stalls of the dam. I will play <laughs> for my own entertainment. <laughs> like, so, so are we supposed to be applauding your journey here? Or we should be glad that you're getting the hell out of our little town. Like, what, like yeah. what are you? You're the worst Doctor Who ever. <laughs> Jesus so the, Christ. The kids quietly listen to this nightmare fuel in their yeah, hammocks. Yeah, they're stuck. They're sleeping in their bunks and they can hear this going on. It's just like, we're stuck with a Disney villain. And Huck Finn's like, when the fuck are we doing it, Tom? And he's like, tomorrow, we're gonna fuck off this nightmare. The next day, they're all on deck. And Tom's like, hey, what's this dangerous lightning thing? And Mark Twain's like, that's the central power of the thing of a bob. Something, it's the plot device. Yeah, yeah. Tom's like, hmm. If this gets damaged, we, this thing breaks down, yeah. Yep, and on the elevator, uh, they talk about how they're gonna, how, how they, they all know how to use the ship now, because, yeah. And they start yeah. stop on a level called Mark Twain's Notebook just so we can get more of Mark Twain jerk more of the, more of this movie jerking off about Mark Twain. Just because you gotta squeeze it in before the plot kicks back. Yeah, it really is just like well, it's we Mark don't have Twain's enough of this, in his bon mots. Mark Twain's in there saying. Mah, 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 <laughs> like he's got a chicken in his pants. <laughs> then he sits down in his chair and falls asleep, and the kid, Tom Sawyer, is like, Oh, fuck yeah, let's chain him up! So they get a bunch of chains from somewhere and chain him up. 
and leave the key just out of reach because I guess that's what you got to do according to Tom. And then they go back to the deck, but Mark Twain is there! And he laughs about them trying to tie him up, and is like, That was just a little writer's block! Alright. I guess, okay, that's... Yeah. <sighs> so, uh... Mark Twain, he's... you're a wearying motherfucker. <laughs> no, he's not, because he tells them that they look about as disappointed as Presbyterians in hell. Widely known for being the only Kids? people to get disappointed when they show up to hell. Kids come running for Presbyterian jokes. <laughs> I can't believe. I hope well, again when Phil, Will Vinton when the when this movie debuted in theaters for like the two weeks it was in theaters. I hope he wasn't surprised when only like the the the, the kids of the people who worked on this movie showed up to see this movie. No, in there were also people dressed like Mark Twain who showed up. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, Presbyterian. Oh. So Tom <laughs> says, this, "What is this movie?" Oh, hold on, Bill. We're going to get to oh, an even more bizarre part. Oh, this heaven and hell thing. I forgot. Oh, so, my God. Tom says, oh, you think we're going to die when we meet that comet? And then he asks Mark Twain if he thinks there's a heaven or hell. And Mark Twain has to say something Mark Twainy. So he's like, I don't like to express an opinion because I have friends in both places. And this movie <laughs> is just... And Mm. He stops almost like he's expecting applause from someone on screen. (laughs) And it's like, no, that's not, no, no, no. Shut up, old man. Yeah. So he's like, hey, check out this random guy. He's racing the Comet. Okay. It's It's just, oh, no, he's got like, so fucking uh, Mark Twain, he's got like a bubble viewer on his thing. And so that's how they see this guy, right? Mm -hmm. It's not just like they totally just randomly cut to a difference. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. Because he's like, speaking of heaven and hell, I know the story about this one guy who went to heaven. Yeah, and somehow with this <sighs> telescope, he's able to talk to the guy too. And is like, "Hey, how's it yeah. going?" He's like, "I'm just racing a comet." <laughs> and then that guy flies off and lands at <laughs> lands at the gates of heaven. And oh shit, I forgot about this section. Yeah, this, this is another thing that goes on for like ten minutes. There's a three-headed alien at the gates who talks like this. <laughs> Except it's layered over itself, so it sounds... It's three of the top. It's kind of out of phase a little bit, yeah, so it's a little creepier sounding. <laughs> so, it, there's a sign saying, Dancing, fun, games, no cover, 24 pizza hours, beer. Be- yeah. pizza, beer. That's a pretty and great idea like, for heaven. Where are you from? And we spend oh, way too fucking fuck long it. on this old <sighs> motherfucker not understanding that they're asking, What planet? Hey. Comedy gold. And he can't even say he's from Earth for some reason. He's like, Earth, I'm from the world. You you know, the the world. By the sun and Jupiter and Pluto and... <laughs> you want to reach through the TV and throttle this motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Not because it's not even funny, but you're just wasting your fucking time. You get the idea of the joke the moment the thing happens. It's like the World's War Saturday Night Live sketch. Where you mm-hmm. know the entire premise the moment everyone steps onto stage, and the next like eleven minutes is just fucking murder. It's just yeah. get on with it. So Holy shit. There, it's the gatekeepers like. Seems we <laughs> had someone. Seems we had someone from Jupiter about five hundred years ago. When then they say that he's from Earth or whatever, and he got off course because he raced the comet. And yeah. Oh, he's not in I see. Okay. Heaven, yeah. I didn't, I didn't get heaven. that part. Okay. And yeah, so you so can that's go how he wound up. He yeah. wound up in Jupiter Heaven. I guess, and they they say you can go in anyhow. You'll be safe forever and won't have any more trouble. So he gets, he goes and opens the door, 
and there's a fucking rave going on, smoking, drinking, an alien chick with a t-shirt on that says, let's grok. And she's got like covering, four tits too. Covering yeah. her four tits with very pronounced nipples. How did this get made? When you have a whole bunch of burnt out hippies take, with too much money in 1985. Big oh chunky nipples. <laughs> it is like you you can just gnaw on those fucking fire nozzles. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So he's like, um, <laughs> well, I don't know. Ooh, I guess uh Oh uh, maybe a man has to f- be in his own heaven to be happy, and they're like, Yeah, no shit. Go in that direction <laughs> for like 90 years. You, I'm sure you'll find some uh, dusty old shit where everybody sits around drawing shadow portraits and chasing hoops on sticks or whatever <laughs> you think heaven is, you old crusty bastard. And moon pies. <laughs> so he goes to the human he- heaven and he gets shot. Yeah, I don't know how he bunch. knows how to find the human heaven, but he just suddenly is there. It's suddenly like cartoon version of heaven, which like, and it he's goes, like, there's a oh, church great, in heaven, Peter. and they're like, shh. They keep shushing him because that's the joke. I guess. I guess that's a joke. A library. Because yeah, because it's like a church library thing, so he's got to be quiet. And that's and he's not being particularly loud. He's just like asking, "Is this heaven?" They're like, "Shh." And that's and they keep on shushing him. He's just like walking, and they're still shushing him. And it's like, oh my god. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. So as Twain says that he probably would like to go heaven for the climate, hell for the company. That whole segment just so we could get that <laughs> exactly. one line from Mark Twain. Uh. And then they park at the Sphinx for the night, anchoring to its nose. I would I wonder go what's gonna and, and, <laughs> and, it's, and it's like, get the joke over with it now. Don't worry about it. We get the joke. <laughs> Jesus Huck, Christ. Huckfin says, oh, we're cooked. And, and then Twain says, there's no sadder sight than a young pessimist, except for an old optimist. Cram him in wherever you can get him, I guess. Uh, and they're going to leave at uh, six. So Tom has raked up a knife to an alarm clock to cut a rope. <laughs> it will make an axe fall down and break the power thing. So then it'll be stuck. Good plan, I guess. I do like Becky says, why don't we just do it now? And he's like, you in. And Hulk Finn's just like, well, you heard him. It has to happen at six o'clock. And he's just shoulder shrugging like, OK, whatever. Just whatever makes the plot go forward. Yep. Who gives a shit? So they all hang out below deck and we get more of Adam and Eve since it was so great the first time around. <laughs> Just... I, oh. Hey, you know that taste that segment left in your mouth? You get to experience again fresh. And there's a whole... My, my last note about this movie is, did Adam just shit himself when Eve came back and gave him an apple? I don't even know what that's in reference to. There's something about how now they're like... Like, they're they're in their old so, dress from the first segment, but like, I guess now that they have knowledge, like, she shows up and they have clothes and she gives well, him... Adam's playing fucking... solitaire in the desert. Eve shows up wearing rags with apples and fruit. Yeah, she's dressed fruit. like a cave woman now. Yeah. So he eats one, realizes he's naked ish. Oh, is that the joke? Oh, and then oh. he gets some rags of his own. Oh, but the f- there's like a shitting sound that happens when the rags show up on his body. It's not like he eats the apple and just goes out. Yeah. And now he's dressed in a rag. Oh, okay. So. Oh. Uh, oh, I forgot. Then this is another 20 minutes where we watch them just grow old and shit. Yep. He sits together, they sit together later, and he puts a leaf from the heart-shaped tree, because there was a tree with a bunch of heart-shaped leaves on it. And this is the whole thing, yeah. And he puts it in the diary, because it was on the basket that was full of apples again. And now they work. She invents a wheel and fire. He picks up a hot coal. It hurts his hand. It's very funny. She bandages up his hand while he leers at her, and then asks, Would you like to see my assy? Etchings, Etchings. And the music goes because I guess that's old timey sexy talk. It really is again, like like fucking eighties tired ass stand up of mm-hmm. like yeah, this is just, 
Oh my god. So and, I guess and, that and means that, they and bang. And it suddenly says nine months later, they've got now a Now she got a baby Kane. He's Although a I guess moron. they don't recognize it's a child. They just think it's, well, at least fucking Adam thinks it's a new monster or animal. He so thinks like, it's a fish. He thinks it's a fish. And the whole and Adam thinks it's an minutes. animal go keeps going and going, because fuck it, why not? He even goes off in search of other animals like his kid, but comes yeah. back three months later with stubble. Did I say stubble? Because it's horrible, horrible face holes. Did they... they they did just someone's taking sewing needle no, and just jammed no. holes all over his face. It, it, no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, it's awful. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. His face looks like my ass. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's you don't want to look at it. It's oh, HD. Get HD not being very kind to this movie. And they got two kids now. Yeah. And then time oh, so passes. Oh, she got pregnant while well, she. He must have knocked her up right before he left. Well, yeah, she's got a big because, belly yeah. when he's leaving. And then later, time passes, and they have tons of kids. And Adam has a mustache, following the Orson Welles <laughs> yeah, school once of learning on once how you turn to show 40, the passage you gotta get of time. a mustache, yeah. And, and Abel's also, also a gay biker now, who's crotchitches. And they show. I guess it's supposed to be. Abel is like at the table. He's like the next oldest son, and he's got like a little Lord Fauntleroy hat or something on. And I guess that's supposed to Kane, be like, oh, they're gonna kill Kane. each other in the next thing. Yeah, yeah. And so, now they're old, old, writing in their diaries about how if they die, they hope they go first. He finds yeah, this... the heart leaf and hands it to her, saying, oh, "It's a Valentine." Sure. <laughs> he's like, "Did you ever see the beginning of Up?" Mm-hmm. This is the same emotional impact as that, that's for sure. Yeah, I'm gonna be devastated when Di this... Time passes again and she's dead. He yes. writes, wherever she was, there was Eden. I don't know, she's kind of annoying, but sure, yeah. whatever. The whole point of this is that women are just henpecking harpies that you, you had paradise <laughs> before she showed up, so... Don't expect small children to suddenly be weepy about... Oh, what the... Yeah, what the fuck is this movie for? Oh my god, anyway, yeah. And then it cuts back to Mark Twain, he's got a gun in his mouth, and he's just gonna do it right there in front of the kids. Yep, Twain says, uh, he's tired and old, and he wishes he was with his dead wife, and Hex, uh, Huck says, ah, oh, we're too young to die, and he says, ah, oh, fiddlesticks, you ain't gonna die once we get to the comet, and I'm dead as fuck, this is as ship as yours, but oopsie, oh no, it's six o'clock and the power supply just got smashed by the axe. I can't believe that stupid, stupid plan of Tom worked. <laughs> yeah, seriously, actually, yeah. So if they don't get the power back, everything will explode, and they can't get on deck because the elevator no work, but Homer the Frog can jump and do whatever needs doing through the porthole because Huck's been edumacating him. So Huck has his frog jump, but he misses the button. Oh no, but then a dark figure comes out and uses his cigar to drop ash on the frog so that frog moves out of the way and lands on the button and power comes back. Which Yay. I guess makes sense I, if that's supposed to be Thank goodness yeah. we had that button. <laughs> I I guess if that makes sense that that's supposed to be the dark part of Twain's personality who wants to die. He's gonna... Well, although if they just died right no, there, they'd be dead die. anyway. No, it's... No, whatever. Yeah. So they all go up to the deck and start chasing the comet, ripping off the Sphinx's nose. Mm. Yeah. Uh, mm. uh, I thought they, Aladdin did that. <laughs> they throw shit off the balloon to make it lighter, and they so rise. yeah, because they got to catch up to the comet because the yeah it's and going chase way too the fast. clay schmear. And now the blimp I, is basically a rocket ship. Um. Well, even before that, there's a whole bunch of hilarious Mark Twain in jokes about how mm. they have they shove off a letter press, which I guess 
Mark Twain he invested heavily in a letterpress, and it was the biggest financial mistake of his life. He almost throws the, the, the manuscript for the mysterious stranger out the window, and he's like, I think I'll finish that later, because the joke is that's the one book he never finished in real life. It's just a whole bunch of the movies just stopping the thing just to make Mark Twain jokes that only yeah. four people in the entire universe give a shit about in this children's film. Way to go, the, Will Vinton. The music is telling me it's very exciting. Yeah, I tried, I tried real shower. hard to be like, okay, this you're supposed to be all tensed up about this, but yeah. Uh, the, the blimp gets a tear that's easily fixed with the grab a hand. I did like that because it's very Dr. Seuss. A hand comes out and so is up yeah. there in the balloon. Yeah, they there's a bunch of meteorites on strings that come flying at the ship. Mm-hmm. They get into the comet's tail, and they get on some strange gun things that shoot out some sort of rope or something. Sounds and like it gives them a number. Mark three, Mark point five, Mark well, this Twain. Is, yeah. Mark Twain! Mark Twain! Oh, <laughs> I see. Who gives a fuck? So they blast forward and enter the comet's butthole. And then the dark stranger <laughs> shows really up. They really do, because they pop through and they're inside the, the comet. It's like, oh, okay. And then the dark stranger shows up and in a shocking twitch, the twi twist that made me scream in, in shock. It turns out it's the dark version of Mark Twain. Because and suddenly the movie starts into Kingdom Hearts. It's his non... What do they call it when you don't have... When you get split into two different people? It's just Ugh. like that. And then Xenohort comes it, out and gives a speech. They, they call it bad writing is what they call it. <laughs> it's, yeah, no, it's uh, Mark Twain's Heartless shows up. Yeah. They have to be so, bonded again. Yeah. And he explains it. Everyone is like a moon. It has a dark side, which he never shows to anyone. If he can help it. Sure, just it's a long way to get to that quote, but whatever. And what are the Mark Twain says the kids will live forever some shit. Because his books are like water. Great books are like wine. Everybody drinks water. Hey, Mark Twain, nobody's drinking your water anymore. What if they found super water and stopped drinking <laughs> old water? That is what happened. Everyone found new Coke. Turns oh out my God. the well with your water in it had lead in it. <laughs> your water is from Flint, Michigan. Everyone's getting their water bottled in these days. Yeah. Oh god! This, and while how, he's saying this, how did this movie make me hate Mark Twain quotes? I was ambivalent to them before. <laughs> exactly. This is this movie does the opposite of its mission of like making uh, <laughs> growing, having children grow up to be endeared with with Mark Twain. Now you just want to, oh god, you just want to punch him in the face because he sounds like someone on Twitter who just tweets to Winnie Bon Mots all the time and just you just want to beat his ass. And, and while he's, he's like, giving this speech, yeah, this is the part of the movie where the rear protection screen they're in front of is all fucking dirty and nasty, and you can nice. see the seams in it, and it's just like, ah. So he's like, uh, hey, I've got a number of things, advice to tell you kids that we couldn't figure out how to cram in the movie otherwise. <laughs> so I'm just gonna say a bunch of random quotes for the next five minutes, and the movie's gonna spontaneously end. Yep. And then oh. the two Mark Twains morph together, spin in a circle like Wonder Woman, and vanish. What is this? Is this, how are we, is, are we supposed to, uh, as the audience, how are we supposed to feel about Mark Twain merging with evil Mark Twain and then just disappearing in a transporter effect? It's just, and then, oh, so I've, then his face appears in the sky and that's when he says a bunch more shit well, as they're trying the, to fly away from him. The kids are like, hey, look, there he is. And they're like, hey, yeah, okay. And they're he's like, not hey. not gonna shut up even now he's dead. He can't shut up. And they're like, hey, where's the comic going now, Mark Twain? He says, to Eden, Angel's face, back to Eden. And then Tom Sawyer gives Becky a heart he stole from Adam's and Eve's diary. That's romantic. 
And God, he, well, I guess she he's like, I found it. And, and Huck Finn's like, I found these. And he's wearing Groucho glasses. Groucho, okay. And it's just so, <laughs> what? And Mark Twain says some shit about how all humans need is laughter. Against the assault of laughter, nothing can stand. And then the blimp blow gets blown away by Mark Twain's giant stupid face. And Huck says, and then he wrote the story about this shit. This shit. And Tom <laughs> says, says this shit. <laughs> yep. Tom Sawyer's like, I'll help you write it. The Adventures of Mark Twain by Tom Sawyer. But it says Huckleberry Finn. And then the movie ends with a song that is so 80s, it has computer sounds and laser zap and sound yeah. effects and everything. <laughs> it doesn't fit in at all with the anything else in the movie. I guess it's got a banjo in it. I but think okay. somebody was, I think this was someone's demo for what they, they were trying to get the gig for writing the theme song to like the Thundercats TV show. And it didn't work out. So they just repurposed it into this. Oh yeah. my god, yeah, this that movie was simultaneously... It's a 80s-ass fever dream. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. What that a mess. Is, that's a movie, alright. That is yeah. a lot of movie. Mm -hmm. I almost wanna... I wanna find this on VHS and see how it's marked, like, what the cover art is. Like, is, is, is Mark Twain really, like, the principal character on the cover art or what? But what the hell was that? <laughs> what the hell was that? That was, that was the, the Adventures of Mark Twain. Uh, <laughs> it's a fucking waking fever dream. I feel like I should be a sneak a pitch man and wake up in bed like it's startled and like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> and it turns out like there's like a sweat stained copy of the of Adventures of Huck Finn in bed next to me. And like, it was all a dream. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, that's, it's, um, it's, it's not, not very good. <laughs> I, again, I appreciate the sheer amount of effort put into this movie, and again, I, I can't totally hate something where someone's like, let's take this old shit and try to make it appeal to new kids, the young kids, but man, they fucked up so bad, and oh, that's a hell, it's it's hard to, I'm almost tempted to say this may be almost quali almost objectively the worst thing we've ever done, uh, covered mm. on this, no. but it's... But no, yeah, we, but that doesn't we work. We double down, Bill. <laughs> you know what? This is kind of the animated double down, though, if you really think about it. Um, it's still not as disappointing as... Uh, oh, God, fucking Victor this, Victoria. But it's this, definitely one this, of the weirdest things. <laughs> Wait, the name... It's the Billy Scream Band did the end, the end song? <laughs> nice. What? And um, it, it does have some really cool, like, um, art in it the, the, no, like, yeah, the side no, of the devil is great and i think if the the proportions of the characters hadn't been so fucking cat romper jock raka it wouldn't just have been like so a, weird like like a solidic dwarf everyone looks like they have fetal alcohol syndrome in this movie like mark twain looks fine but the kids look horrible yeah and oh my god yeah there's artistry in this film it's all just the purpose of just hurting kids and boring them to death. Oh my god. Seriously. Yeah, it's, it's, what the hell was that? I no, gave you a choice. <laughs> no, you know what? This is... Well, we'll do... Did we even see what the other choice was they gave? Yeah, yeah. Well, we're we gonna do that again. We're gonna do that someday. And I'm sure that we'll, that we'll ha like more thoroughly enjoy that. But this definitely gave us more to talk about. And just in terms of just reacting to like... I, this is almost custom made for like YouTube videos. Of like reacting freaking out about. So, you, you said you saw this before. Did you forget everything? I had seen clips, just because I had seen okay. people, like, 
you know, because just being an animation nut and stuff like that, I, 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 I've just heard people talk about this movie and like, oh, it's the first... Will, Will Vinton's one actual home movie he got to do him by himself. And so I had seen clips, and enough to know that, like, it looked gas ghastly. <laughs> and I had heard about the whole Satan part. I hadn't seen the whole Satan part, mm-hmm. but... Damn, yeah, that was a hell, hell of a lot of movie. Yeah. <laughs> for uh, for for an hour and twenty something minutes, it's uh, crams a lot in there. That, that's. Don't you I feel mean, like you're an expert on Mark Twain's life now? I, you know what, really, that that makes me never want to read anything by Mark Twain ever again, because like it's just like the taint of Mark Twain, both <laughs> both tainting me and his taint is on my face, <laughs> and I can't look past it to see what's on the written page. Um, yeah. This movie, this movie, rather than making you feel interested in, in checking out more Mark Twain, it just makes him feel like a doddering old fool that you never yeah. want to hear from again because you're so tired of his shit by the end of this movie. You just don't want to hear from him again. So that's kind of the opposite of what I guess they were trying to do with this film. Mm-hmm. <sighs> oh my god. Yeah. yeah. And he's yeah. lucky. This is... I, I think this is the third thing that we have seen with Will Vinton animation in it. You know, I was, yeah, because, well, the other thing, uh, oh, that's right, because at the beginning we were talking about the two making of things that you had sent me from YouTube about yeah. the making of this movie. The first one was, like, they have the four-minute little mini-documentary about how they did the animation of this movie. The other one was a half-hour thing about this guy talking about the life and times of Will Vinton, and <laughs> I don't know if you should even shit-talk this guy, because I'm sure no. he's only got three views. But it's not a very well-done video, but it is kind of an overview of Will Vinton's I, entire I, career. I've only got, like, four minutes into it before it's, I was like, I can't. It's not good. The personality of the guy hosting it. I appreciate all the work he put into that, but it's it's one of the rare YouTube things where I think even I could have done a better hosting a video about that. <laughs> and this is... Look who you're listening to. Yeah. Um, but... But besides for Return that to guy, Oz... No, but yeah, he had an old overview of what Vince works. So it's Return to mm. Oz. Can you name oh, the other God, thing? Oh, God, I just forgot the other thing. Oh, so you actually knew that what we did? Uh, Return to Oz, what was it? Because, I, yeah, I recognized I was like, because I was going to make a point of it, but I didn't write oh, okay. it down. It was well, Moonwalker. What was Moonwalker, that's what it was. So yeah. did he... Oh, he did the... That's right, because you were... Just, I remember you freaking it, because he did the bunny rabbit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when Michael Jackson spins and turns... I think is. I don't know if that's the only Wolven animation in that video. I think so. Because I, I think, think there's so. a couple different bits of... There's At a least lots that of segment. Weird... Yeah, because I don't think Will Vinton did any music video stuff for Michael Jackson. And he definitely do, didn't do the terrible uh, computer-generated effects where he turns into a flying car at the end. Oh my god, no. I forgot we did Moonwalker. Yeah, that was that was for Awful April. That do was the first one. Do we need to do Captain EO someday? Uh, I don't know, because it feels like that's pointless um, yeah, uh, that's without the 3D. And plus, now the, he's a actually, you know, more of a known monster. I don't know if any more Michael Jackson projects are really... Yeah. Uh, um, Not that I'm chomping at kosher. the bit to do more My- Michael Jackson stuff, but... Yeah, just, I had forgotten. Yeah, it seems like if we... Ugh, fuck. We have plenty of other weird shit to do. Yeah, we're not hurting for bad stuff that's not done by pedophiles to talk about. <laughs> um, yeah. Oofa doofa. Oh, speaking of pedophiles. How oh, good. <laughs> uh, What I want to do next week... Uh-oh. You you hurt me, so now I'm gonna hurt you. I didn't No, I didn't hurt you. I let you have a choice. <laughs> I'm joking. But I don't know if you wanna put turn on your computer full blast and listen to this. This is what I wanna talk about next week. I just Uh-oh. sent you a message. 
You little oh. click to a YouTube video. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. I'll well do it on, on my phones, because I have Oh, no, what are you doing? You know what? We could just say, I forgot because you got your headphones on. That's not going to come through the thing, but... Yeah, I just sent you the link to the subject matter I want to talk about next week. Oh, no. <laughs> That's the reaction. That's all the real reaction I wanted. Have you, have you not seen the... What is it? The Rockabilly Explosion? Yeah, uh, I've never seen... Uh, you know what? I just saw the documentary, and... So you've seen oh, okay. the documentary, right? I have not... It's, you know what, hey, it's on YouTube and it's like an hour long. <laughs> so it's oh, okay. Two easy things, yeah. Although I do have a hard copy of it too. Uh, but yeah, this is, it, it, at least, it's, it's actually See, more interesting than I thought it was going to be. That's, I have no See, nostalgia for this shit. I, did you, so did I you never, visit like a Chuck E. Cheese or anything back in the day or a Showbiz Pizza Place? I might have gone to one Chuck E. Cheese for like 15 minutes or something. I've, it's yeah. not a place that my family went. Um, and there, there's a place down in, uh, south of Portland that's called, was called Bullwinkles, and they had, like, a Bullwinkle band <laughs> for a while until, yeah, okay, until yeah. they got, they, they probably got a cease and desist because oh, of the, sure. they got rid of that shit, I think. Yeah. But, no, animatronic singing bands were not a thing that I, uh, yeah. give two well, shits again, about. We're not that too, too, uh, that far, uh, different in age. But yeah. just the six or seven years between us, I think that is just enough for, like, if you had been just, like, five years older, you, there there would have probably been at least, like, maybe one birthday party that you would have been dragged to a showbiz pizza well, place or a Chuck that, E. Cheese to. So at least you would have more experience, even if even if you weren't yeah. seeking Plus, it. Plus, we it's... were on a farm in Banks, which is, like, half an hour from wow, civilization. Wow, okay. Yeah. So, um, it's not like there were Chuck E. Cheese's all around us. Yeah. Um... So. Yeah, but I just happened to throw this on on a whim a couple weeks ago, and it's the characters, the characters, it's a documentary. The, the personalities in this, there's especially, it's mostly about two people, the guy who made uh, the Rock of Fire Explosion band, and like the chief number one fan of the Rock of Fire, uh, Rock of Fire band. Their personalities are strong enough that it makes for an, an entertaining hour. And it's not, it's kind of depressing, but it's not too cringe-inducing, cringe it's about on the same level as King of Kong. Uh, mm -hmm. It's not quite as entertaining as King of Kong because you don't quite have the same theatricality and the same variety of batshit weirdos. Yeah. Uh, because it is mostly just about like two, one or two guys, but it's there's some kind of uh, uh, what nostalgia yeah, does for people and yeah, you don't gotta sell me on it. I'll watch it. Yeah, and you can totally see how Five Nights at Freddy's. Not that I've seen much Five Nights at Freddy's, but you can totally see how someone would come up with the idea. For that game, from having just watched this documentary, even if whoever made that game had no experience with showbiz pizza or Chuck E. Cheese or anything like that at all. So yeah, next week, God willing, if the crick don't rise, we're gonna do the Rock of Fire Explosion documentary. Oof, Yay. So we're gonna just keep this nightmare train rolling. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, Satan showed up in this movie. And he didn't even call himself Lucifer. He just no. called himself straight up Satan. What kind of terrible Christians are those kids that Satan shows up and fucking gormless ass fucking Hook Finn is like, wow. <laughs> That's his well, only Well, to be fair, Becky show. and Hook were kind of like, yeah, and Tom yeah. Sawyer's like, let's go, guys. Because I'm pretty they, sure he, he's had deals with the devil before. Yeah. Yeah, they seem to be more upset about the fact that he's just got no face mask than yeah. the fact that he says, hey, I'm Satan. Yeah, so. yeah like I Why? said, known assholes. I guess that character in the, I guess the whole point of that character was in the Mark Twain books is that he tried to write like half a dozen different stories about uh, the, the 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 mysterious stranger who turns out to be Satan, but not 
the biblical Satan, he's like the cousin of Satan, but he still calls mm. himself Satan and is also a fallen angel. And I'm assuming that's what the mysterious stranger in Red Dead is based off of. Oh, I didn't think about that. Or is that the mysterious stranger from Fallout? Or is that the... Do they both have mysterious strangers? Uh, I don't know. Because in Fallout, there's the dude who shows up and shoot, shoots bad guys for It's definitely from the first one. Yeah, okay. Because I did but his yeah. stupid missions. Does he also have no face and just has a big mask and it's like... I don't know, worry, because I don't know the meaning of the word. Oh, yeah. Man, I want those little clay people. Yeah, that would they those would be neat props to have. I mean, technically, all you need is a pack of plastic, and you can do that in your, yourself in five minutes to sculpt those little people. But if yeah. you can actually get the oh, props oh, from I that th movie... I thought you were talking about actual, like, um, the like, actual characters from the movie, not... Yeah, like, I'm talking actual... about the people that Satan killed, like, his yeah. little, like, yeah, little, like, yeah, little fake-ass gumpies. Oh yeah. my god, yeah, the people, the fucking people exploding and sw getting swallowed up by the earth, oh my god. That's, like, worse than... People talk about, like, fucking, uh... Uh, the, the uh, Grave of the Fireflies, that was a little miniature Grave of the Fireflies in the middle of that movie. Anyway. Yeah, it's, 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 it's bad uh, times. So that wraps up another marvelous maze. <laughs> so marvelous this time, we really watched good stuff. Hey, we, at least we gave something to talk about. It could have, it, it's, I'd almost rather watch something like this that gives yeah. us something to talk about than something that's actually like objectively good where we're just like, yeah, and this is the part where Jaws, he bites the tank, and Jaws blows up. Yeah. The end. Yeah, so. Oh, and... Well. <laughs> We're sexy. I'll be able to... I mean, I'm sure we can find shit that's like that. It's all over the place, but... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> Not a lot to, to say. Back yeah. to the regular program after this. Yeah, which, hey... Thank goodness? Oh, I'm hoping the Rock of Fire Explosion documentary is a good way of easing us back into our normal program, because it's been two months since we've just been done, oh, what bullshit have we just not seen before? Yeah. We have to get back to the regular regular grindstone on our way to episode 200, no less. Mm-hmm, almost there. Yeah, which is going to be an aw... <laughs> We're just going to live stream our, our mutual murder-suicide mm -hmm. on Twitch, which After we shouldn't even joke heroin. about these days, because that could actually happen. Ugh. Yeah. A couple years ago, that would seem like a more of a, like an obvious joke, but. Hmm. Now, so uh. he's murdered on Twitter. I'm the group of Twitter on Twitter. Party cod, party podcast on Twitter. <laughs> Check out oh. my Twitter to see horrible d nightmare screen grabs from this fucking mess of a movie. Yeah, I have to go back and copy some of those so I can put those on the Twitter post about this. Uh, episode. Yeah, you'll probably use the the making of feature with the eyeless Huck Finn. I already said that with his cheeks. He's got the Joker grin because his cheeks are split from his jaws. It's terrible. Oh, man. Oh, it's great. I love... Yeah, I, you know, it's funny because you sent me a link to that. And I watched it. And I didn't even think while watching that. Like, oh, my God, that's a perfect screen cap to express, like, the horrors <laughs> of this thing. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, that's it. That's all. Next time it's going to be a documentary about Five Nights at Freddy's. So yeah. get ready for that, I guess. Mm. Yeah. So spooky. So spooky. Whatever. Yeah. Mm. So, uh, got nothing else. I should have looked up some shitty Mark Twain quote to end this mess of a garbage dumpster clay animation <laughs> fire with, but, uh. No. You just. You, uh, what is his most famous quote? I don't know. Um, let, me, let me just search Mark Twain quote and see what that brings up. Wasn't his most famous quote like he wrote the scene in? in oh, the 
The report of my death was an was greatly exaggerated or whatever. Oh, uh, that's him? Yeah, the secret of getting... Oh, wait, no, the... Oh, the, should have used the one, uh, isn't it him? Oh, no, that's Groucho Marx. That's too <laughs> smart. Yeah. Mm. The secret yeah, oh, of getting it's... ahead is getting started. If, if you tell the truth, you don't have to remember anything. What's the best quote from Mark Twain from the Star Trek Next Generation episode? Ah! Ah! He does threaten, he, he does threaten Data with a gun, which mm -hmm. cracks me up. And I think they have to, like, karate kick the gun out of his hand, and then he then he meets Jack London. That's a weird fucking episode. Maybe I'll just put, a, I'll just put an audio drop from that episode at the end of this. Wait, oh, God. Here, Bill, we'll close it out with this delicious Mark Twain quote. Kindness is the language which the deaf can hear and the blind can see. Mm. Fuck! That's some Food fucking for kitten poster hang, shit! Hang fucking... that next to your Live, Laugh, Love poster. Seriously? Enjoy. And this guy's supposed to be... Get the fuck out of here, Mark Twain. <laughs> lose. History has Bill, not been I have, kind to you. You know what? For that anger, I have a quote for you. Yeah? Anger is an acid that can do more harm to the vessel in which it is stored than to anything on which it is poured. Mm. That Food is not thought. even witty! Food for thought, Bill. Hmm? Food for thought. Mm. I can see you. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're in the, the high school uh, uh, yearbook photo pose where you're like, hands on your chin and you're like, food for thought. Food mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Anyway. Yeah, Sorry, so Mark Twain. It's not your look fault. Up bad Mark Twain quotes that people think are brilliant. Yeah, do that. Oh my god. He's a one man Facebook. <laughs> yep. God, so okay. It, until next time, <laughs> keep filling your holes in pop culture. God, bye, everybody. Take care, guys. Oh. If, uh, remember, if voting made any difference, they wouldn't let us do it. <laughs> next on Comedy Central, Mystery Science Theater 3000. He follows me down the street. Shame on you, Mr. Clown. Shame. <laughs> 
Ah, <laughs> 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 